from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is it, the WIA News for week commencing January 17. I'm Graham VK4BB in the good year 2010 and the 2010 name game. Moving into a new year brings up an important proposition. What do we call the year ahead? Is it 2010 or 2010? Well, this week, That's Life magazine solves the terrible dilemma with news from the National Association of Good Grammar in the US, which has officially declared that 2010 is correct. Oh, and to read the full story, check out Issue 3 on sale now. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has released a discussion paper as part of its review of the pricing, planning and licensing arrangement for the spectrum in the 2.5 gig band. The 2.5 gigahertz band is currently used primarily by free-to-air TV broadcasters for ENG, or electronic news gathering. This review has two important objectives, said Chris Chapman, chairman of the ACMA. It is intended to identify how the 2.5 gig band should be planned and allocated so that it accords with the highest value use. Also, we need to identify suitable long-term spectrum arrangements to support the essential ENG services, especially since there has been uncertainty about the long-term spectrum arrangements for ENG services in Australia since the international identification and harmonisation of the 2.5 gig band for wireless access services back in 2000. This review is an important step in removing that uncertainty, identifying appropriate future arrangements for ENG services and moving forward. The 2.5 GHz band has also been identified through previous public consultation as a candidate band to address emerging demand for broadband wireless access services. Indeed, it is the primary international harmonised band for these services. The discussion paper, Review of the 2.5 Gig Band and Long-Term Arrangements for ENG, is available on the ACMA website. Closing date for comment, Friday the 12th of March. Amateur Radio home of the good guys and helping hams, VE3 Group bring a 102-year-old operator back on air. Yes, a 102-year-old ham is back on the air after being QRT for the past two decades. This thanks to the generosity of a Canadian ham radio association that helps those in need. Ethel Williamson, VE3 DTW, is a former lighthouse keeper who turns 103 in March. She had been off the air for at least 20 years when the Welland branch of the Handy Ham Amateur Radio Club of Canada heard about her. The organisation offered to set up a radio for her at Niagara in a Garfton Gage. That's a village with long-term care home hospice, so she could get back on the air. She accepted their suggestion and it all came to fruition Monday, January 4, and that's when she made a first QSO with a station in Melbourne via a local repeater tied to VK land. Ethel clapped her hands in delight as the voice of a stranger in Melbourne broke the static on the little ham radio that sits by the window in her room at the St Catherine's long-term care home. Can you imagine, she said Monday afternoon, shortly after chatting to the man through the radio's handheld mic, to be able to talk to Australia again. It's a miracle, it really is. I can't believe it. It's wonderful, just wonderful. In hams across Australia, VK2 and VK3. In VK2, the first Trash and Treasure event of the VK2 WI Dural site will be on Sunday fortnight, January 31. Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group invite all amateurs and persons interested in electronics and communications to Radio Expo 2010, Coffs Harbour, Sunday, 24 of January. 
This Radio Expo is said to be the largest radio show between Newcastle and the Queensland border. Over 20 exhibits on display. The show is not to be missed. Now, some of the highlights of this Radio Expo include AMSAT Australia, WIA National Display with centenary year merchandise material available, DRM shortwave radios, historic tube and transistor radios, plus trade displays offering special expo-only prices on all the major brands. Also, check out the club displays from Summerland, Oxley and the Arunga Radio Group. In VK3, here is Bruce Lees. All roads lead to the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at the Kyneton Racecourse. Only an hour from Melbourne, Ballarat and Bendigo on Sunday the 14th of February. All the major commercial traders will be there. They would not miss it and neither should you. Looking for bargains? Components, bits and pieces, connectors, cable, sealed lead-acid batteries or antennas? Then come and check out the second-hand market or car boot sales alley. Want to make a sales table or car boot space booking? Then be quick and obtain an application form from the website radiofest.amateurradio.com.au. Other attractions are digital amateur television, emergency communications, mini lectures, historical and military radio displays, and lots, lots more. See you at the WIA-supported centenary activity, the Centre Victoria Radio Fest, at Kyneton, on Sunday the 14th of February. I'm Bruce Lees, VK3 Triple F, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard through the Amateur Radio Victoria VK3BWI broadcast network each Sunday at 10.30am and 8pm on the two-metre repeaters VK3RMM at Mount Macedon and VK3RML Mount Daninong, plus the 80, 40 and 30-metre bands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. Education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. I'm James for K6NAH. Listening around Townsville and want to join our ham ranks? Well, the WIA Foundation Licence Manuals, 2nd edition at $20 a copy, are available from Navcom Electronics, South Townsville. Exam sessions in the North Queensland region are held on demand with the WIA assessors and assessment packs available for all three levels of licensing. Contact the TARC Inc. WIA Exams Regional Coordinator Roger VK4CD on mobile 0417-683-366. Further information also available at the TARC Inc. website. Another successful TREC promotion. During December, TREC set up another public display promoting amateur radio in Atherton, a small northern Queensland town. Much interest was shown by members of the public. A raffle was also conducted at the same time and the club funds were boosted by quite a tidy sum. Chris, VK4YCG, John, VK4TL, Dave VK4DK and Stu VK4SDD manned the display. Free IRTS membership. IRTS members who pay their annual membership subscription by direct debit will be entered in a draw at the 2009 annual general meeting with five prizes of free membership for a year. A direct debit mandate was included with the latest IRTS magazine. Nice idea IRTS.
more hams up on air in the USA. This past year was a banner year for the new amateur radio licensees. According to the ARRL, the FCC issued more than 30,000 new ham radio licenses, an increase of almost 7.5% from 2008. For the WIA National News, I'm James, VK6NAH, in Perth, WA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Bacar launch in the Western Cape. The first flight of Bacar 2010 is planned for Sunday 24 January. This balloon-carrying amateur radio Bacar payload will be multifunctional and include a 20 and 40 metre SSB transceiver, a 2 metre parrot repeater, a 2 metre Doppler beacon equipped with GPS as well as a camera. New Amateur Radio DX Group Members of a newly formed DX group called the North Borneo Worldwide DXs, NBWDX, with operators from East Malaysia, West Malaysia and Brunei, have activated the Crocker Range Mountains for the first time this weekend. January 16 and 17 at an altitude of nearly 6,000 feet ASL with temperatures expected to be almost or close to freezing. The operations are situated at a remote interior of Sabah, about 90 kilometres away from the bustling city of Kuta, Kinabalu. It is within the National Park Nature Reserves area. This multinational team made up of Borneo Amateur Radio Club, BARC, Sabah Amateur Radio Society, SARS, as well as a number of ham radio enthusiasts and SWLs, will use the call sign 9M4STA. Activity is multiband and multimode operation. QSL manager will be Buzz and i5DX. Repeaters in the UK warn to use it or lose it. The worldwide spectrum crunch is becoming a major concern to hams in the United Kingdom. That's where putting up and maintaining a repeater may soon become more complex as an item posted on the website of the RSGB Emerging Technology Coordination Committee indicates that the criteria for processing repeater applications will be tightened. It could also impact negatively on both owners and users of current UK systems on 70 centimetres and above. Frank Haas, KB4T, has the details. Published on January 3rd, the article titled Taking Stock says that it is likely that strict criteria will be applied in the new year for new United Kingdom repeater applications. It says that against the backdrop of low activity levels and poorly performing repeaters, the need to justify new applications is likely to be enforced to a far greater extent. The article also includes a warning to those system operators whose currently operational repeaters have failed to meet the current criteria. It says that long-term non-operational repeaters, repeaters licensed but failing to ever begin service, and repeaters nominally operational but widely reported as being either deaf or inaccessible for other reasons has become all too prevalent. In simple United States terms, the adage, use it or lose it, would likely be apropos and be applied. Along those lines, the article post goes on to state that the recent interest in digital modes has been a welcome boost to the repeater sector of the hobby, but it notes that challenges to amateur use of bands above two meters is likely to require even greater proof that hams need and value these bands. 
this to support their society in fending off commercial interest at 70 centimeters and above. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Frank Haas, KB4T, in Holly Hill, Florida. The article ends by noting that the focus on radio spectrum in the U.K. is going to intensify in the coming decade. It says that radio amateurs in that nation have to be seen as having their house in order to make good use of the valuable spectrum at their disposal in the so-called sweet spot of the radio bands. The White House has named Professor Howard A. Schmidt, W7HAS of Issaquah, Washington, as its new cybersecurity coordinator. A longtime public servant, Schmidt became interested in computer forensics as a police officer. He started working with the Air Force in the early 1990s when he was called upon to assist the Office of Special Investigations to assist in countering hackers trying to penetrate Department of Defense systems. In addition to amateur radio, he is an avid Harley-Davidson rider, private pilot, fisherman, and outdoorsman. In his new position, he'll have regular access to the president and serve as a key member of his national security staff. He will also work closely with the president's economic team to ensure that cybersecurity efforts keep the United States both secure and prosperous. Astronomers note that the solar surface continues to see occasional sunspots as we conclude a very active December 2009. This, they say, ensures that 2009 will fall several days short of the 266 blank days of 2008, which was the year with the greatest count of sunspot-free days since 1913. The astronomical community says that the overall solar flux continues to gradually trend upward, and there's every reason to believe that the year 2010 will not dip below the low sunspot counts of the past three years. This, they say, is based on the actual trends since September and not only forecast data. They say that sunspot groups over the past three months have emitted more flares of greater intensity than at any other time in solar cycle 24. What the researchers cannot or will not promise is better high-frequency DX conditions, which usually accompanies increased solar activity. Wishing you a happy New Year 2010 from the United States of America. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the AA4ED Repeater, serving Broward County, Florida. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4Alpha, Alpha Tango. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Operational news, special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. Ross Hall Contest 2010. The Ross Hall Contest for 2010 is underway now. Remember too that you can include summer field day contacts in your Ross Hall log. The rules were published in the December Amateur Radio magazine and they are also available on the contest webpage. Please note that if you use VK3AVV's VKCL contest logging program, you need to download the latest version 2.20, which is now available on the VKCL website. Special incentive for this year's VHF UHF field days. The WIA conducts three field day contests each year for the VHF UHF and microwave bands. These are in summer, winter and spring. Contest manager John Martin, VK3KM, has announced that everyone who takes part in all three field days this year will receive a special certificate. The WIA Centenary 2010 Field Day Cumulative Certificate and will be issued to those who qualify by submitting a contest entry in each three field days. The Summer VHF UHF Field Day full details were published in December Amateur Radio Magazine and they are also available on the WIA contest webpage. One station to keep an ear out for will be that of the Trek, who will operate the Summer VHF UHF Field Contest at Halloran's Hill in VK4. 
VK4W8 here will be calling on 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres, 23 centimetres and 3 centimetres. The results for the Spring VHF UHF Field Day have been finalised. The first place getters in each category were Section A, Single Operator, 24 hours VK5ZT, Tim Dixon Section B, Single Operator, 8 hours VK3HY, Gavin Brain Section C, Multi Operator, 24 hours VK5LZ D. Elizabeth Radio Club. Section D, multi-operator, 8 hours, VK3 ALB, the Blasco Family Station. Section E, home station, VK3 MY, Ross Keogh. Congratulations to all. Full details will be published in the January-February edition of Amateur Radio Magazine, and they are also available on the contest page of the WIA website, wia.org.au. Now with some special event news, here is Cole Clark, VK4CC. Thanks, Felix. Australia's very special call of VI3KIH, which acknowledges last year's Black Saturday bushfires, will run 2pm to 8pm local VK3 time, February the 7th. Across the sea to Ireland. EI2GBW, Ireland to Great Britain ferry celebrations, ends March 31st. GB2EI, Great Britain to Ireland ferry celebrations, ends March 31st. As part of this special event initiative with EI2GBW and GB2EI, Maritime Mobile Station G2YC-MM will be QRV from Cruise Ferry MV Julia on the Irish Sea during January and March. Dates for activation of the G2YC-MM are 25th, then 30th and 31st of January, 3rd and 4th and 20th and 21st of March, along with 31st of March to the 1st of April. EI2GBW and GB2EI, which are not allowed to operate Maritime Mobile, will continue land-based operations through early April. Stations working the two special event stations and their Maritime Mobile station will qualify for the Spirit of Innisfarlan Award. This is VK4CC, Cole from the Southside Amateur Radio Society. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Remembering the unit men. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, with another in the series of brief looks at those who made discoveries and have their names as units of measurement. André-Marie Ampère was born in 1775 in France and showed his aptitude to mathematics at the age of 12. His academic career involved physics, chemistry and mathematics. Ampère learned in 1820 of the discovery that a magnetic needle could be reflected when placed near a cable-carrying current. Within a week, Ampère established the relationship between electricity and magnetism and prepared a paper on the subject. He developed Ampere's law of electromagnetism. However, the main reason we know him today is his development of an instrument called a galvanometer to measure the size of current flowing in a conductor. The unit of current is named in his honour. Hi, this is Graham back again, this time with Media Watch, and VK2WA restores the 40 metre AM service. After a period where only SSB transmissions were made on 7146 for this news, a new antenna recently installed on a remote part of the Dural site has enabled the AM transmission mode to be reinstated. The mode will be used for both the morning and evening WIA and VK2 bulletins. Callbacks will be in SSB.
And the evening session resumes tonight after three weeks of a morning-only session over the silly season. This note in from Bill VK5WCC of Surge in Mount Gambier. Good morning. Callbacks this morning equaled 14. Propagation everywhere this morning. And one of the callers, VK3GL, called in on his handheld from his backyard, 45 kilometres southeast of Melbourne, all the way to here, Mount Gambier in VK5. And finally, 2009 DX Soundbites. And Tom K8CX has done it again, providing DXs with 146 memorable DX sound clips just from the year 2009. Check out some of his other features as well, the audio clips on his webpage, Rare DX Sound Clips of the Past and QSL Card Museum. All the details when you read the text edition at wia.org.au. Across Australia and around the world, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Maryborough, Queensland, Australia, it's relayed on the EQSO for PMR and UHFCB network at 2300 UTC each Saturday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray, VK4TPT. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, Home Wireless Video Developments. The use of 60 GHz for home video networking moves a step closer with plans to incorporate Cybeam chips in a HDTV and a Blu-ray player, while the WHDI consortium is moving ahead with plans for 5 GHz. EE Times reports that at the consumer electronics show Visio Inc. will announce plans to use the 60 GHz chips from Cybeam Inc. in a high-definition TV and a Blu-ray player that will ship in June. The startup claims that the US TV maker's move is a sign of its technology that it's leading a hotly competitive race to enable wireless video in the home. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Two new clubs have been formed amongst amateur radio operators who are Morse code enthusiasts. First is called CWOPS, the CW Operators Club. CWOPS encourages the use of CW in amateur communications and it promotes goodwill amongst amateurs around the world by planned CW activities. CWOPS is an international in scope, membership and management. Its focus is the use of CW, whether for contesting, DXing or rag chewing. Moreover, it promotes every form of sending. If it's CW, then CWOPS supports it. For further information, go to CWOPS, that's CWOPS.org. The second club is the Essex CW Amateur Radio Club. Now, although the founders were from Essex, England, they welcome members from much further afield. In fact, they would like to hear from like-minded folk from anywhere in the UK and beyond. Essex CW ARC is looking to organise a whole range of CW activities, including contest participation, example CW NFD, demonstrations at special events, talks and promotions of CW at local radio clubs. One important area for the club is assisting those who wish to learn CW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Amateur Radio Satellite has a near miss. The Japan Amateur Radio League website is reporting that a Russian rocket body came close to the Amateur Radio Satellite Seeds CO66. The near miss occurred on January the 7th when the rocket body is said to have come within 100 metres of SEEDS. SEEDS was launched in April 2008 and will transmit SSTV and a digital messages and the occasional singing. 
which gets changed regularly. Now, this satellite has a big audience as both SSTV and Digimodes update regularly. Seeds transmits on a frequency of 437.485 MHz. Studs in Space, new Indian Amateur Radio Satellite StudSat, or Student Satellite, is slated for launch in March and will carry a camera capable of 90 metre resolution. It's proposed to use a 10 milliwatt CW beacon on UHF and also a half-duplex 9.6K or 4.8K BBS FSK TC TLM link with 1 watt output also on UHF. Well, that's it. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Now let's go rewinding. A look back in history, and this time, how records were made. Yes, finally this week, have you ever wondered how records were made? Now, we're talking records as in phonograph, not computer files. Amateur Radio Newsline's Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, knows because he's seen the movie. Running almost 24 minutes, the movie is called The Sound and the Story. And it is the story of the record industry as told back in 1956 by RCA when it was one of the world's biggest producers of phonograph records, record players, and associated products. The sound and the story follows the process of making a 33 and a third RPM long player LP record from the original recording to its first play on a consumer's record player. The movie begins with a lesson in early recording technology, including the mastering on early Ampex tape machines that are fed by a crude by today's standards recording console of the type used back then. It in turn is fed by a number of RCA ribbon microphones of the type we've all seen in radio museums or on sale online on eBay. The show also touches on the practices such as multiple takes and terms like dynamic range, though little explanation was given to what any of this means. The exacting and surprisingly complex methods used in crafting the record master and the process of stamping the platters are illustrated in great detail. Additionally, there is an explanation of the distribution system that was used by RCA's Indianapolis plant, which was also supplied to the roots of the RCA music service and similar operations. These operations, as we all know, are now just memories of an era gone by. The sound in the story was clearly aimed at the general audience, but viewers of the film also learn that RCA really took its end-to-end record quality control very seriously. However, those with experience in the record industry or the technical curious will have much to entertain them for 20 minutes that this show plays. For the Adventure Radio Newsline, I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, in the studio in the City of Angels. And in Brisbane, the City of the Devil, I'm Graham VK4BB. You know, the sound and the story would make an excellent program for radio club viewing if a tape, DVD or even a projectable 16mm film print were to be made available. Meantime, you can enjoy this piece of electronic nostalgia online at archive.org. The complete details... Uh, in the web edition at wia.org.au and although the web address that we've typed out does look a little strange and truncated, it really does work. 2010, the social scene, January 24 in VK2, the Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group's Radio Expo 2010, 8.30am St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour. January 30, VK4, Bunya Mountains and District, AMCOM, host Ham and Wine Fest 2010 at McAglin. February 14, VK3, WIA 100, Centre Victoria Radio Fest, number 3. February 27, VK6, Hills Amateur Radio Group, Swap Meet, 2pm, 
Sanderson and Brady Rhodes, Les Murdy. And February 28, Wyong Field Day, the Wyong Racecourse. April 2 in VK3, Midland Amateur Radio Club's Radio Electronic and Astronomy Expo. June 5 in VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. July 17, VK3, GGREC Hamfest. That start time is 10am. Now, I mentioned that next week the news will be brought to you from the Sunshine Coast in VK4. Got a, quite a few outside broadcasts, for want of a better word, coming up. In uh, February, February the 7th, we'll have VK3, Amateur Radio Victoria, promoting the Centre Victoria Ham Fest. On uh, February the 21st, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, promoting the Wyong Field Day. March, VK2, we'll have Amateur Radio New South Wales, promoting the WIA Centenary. News West will also do a broadcast in March. That'll be March 14, as will VK3DN and Hopefully, uh, Robert and the group group will again be able to bring you that one on ATV. Okay, that'll all wrap up in May, May the 30th. We've got a uh, big one on the uh, planning board with the WIA directors. That's still to be confirmed, but hopefully the WIA directors and yours truly will try and do a broadcast live from Canberra for the big 100 celebrations there. So those that uh, download the news or have automatic uh, rebroadcast facilities, keep an eye on the broadcasters page. We'll be telling you how you can get that one. It will not be uploaded as per normal at that date, but will be coming to you live. So other arrangements will have to be made. Okay, I'm Graham VK4BB, out of here. See you next week from the Sunshine Coast in VK4. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.